Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ines. I write kissing books and today having a bit of a breakdown because it's all fun and games until there's a disaster. Let me break it down for you. I come bearing gifts. I created a workbook called The Romance Roadmap, which you could find at aneswrites.com forward slash romance map. You can also find the download link in show notes. The Romance Roadmap guides you through outlining the five necessary scenes that you need to craft in order to write an unputdownable love story. We started our journey with creating character empathy. Then we took a stop to direct our meet-cute. Now we have to plan the dates, the fun and games of our love story. The fun and game stage in a romance centers around the hero and heroine spending time with one another, getting to know one another, and developing feelings for one another. This section is often accompanied by lighthearted moments, flirting, and romantic displays of affection up and down the 12 levels of intimacy. Make sure to check out that episode of the 12 levels of intimacy. The fun and games is an essential part of the story arc because it allows readers to observe the two falling in love and having a good time before the tests of the dark moment darken their day. I first heard the concept of three dates in a disaster when I was watching Lisa Daly's YouTube channel and it lit up my brain. I interpreted this sequence of events to mean three getting to know you dates and the disaster of the dark moment. But here was my question. What should happen on these dates? Can I categorize them and define them further? Of course I asked that. But I wanted to challenge myself and I decided to look at, instead of romance novels, I decided to look at buddy love novels and films. A buddy love story is just like it sounds. It's two men that get closer and closer as they go through the trials and tribulations of the story that they're in. The secret of a good buddy movie is that it is a love story in disguise. At first, the buddies hate each other, or they're at least worry of each other. But for some reason, they are adhered, like an office trope, or a road trip, or a crime or mystery that they have to solve, or they're at war on the same battlefield. In a buddy romance, we still would see those three dates. Date one is just after they are adhesed to one another. If you're looking at an office story, maybe they're working on the same big project together. If you're looking at a crime thriller, maybe they're working on the same mystery and they have to solve it together. So when we get into act two and the start of the fun and games, date one is when they start to proceed on their adventure. Date two is when they realize that they need each other and this results in even more conflict. By the time they reach date three, they can't stand that they don't live well apart from each other. So they surrender their egos and they're now buddies in love. If we take a quintessential text like Lethal Weapon, we see in the meet cute that Riggs pulls a gun in the police precinct and Murtaugh thinks that this guy's a nut with a gun and Murtaugh tries to take him down. But Riggs incapacitates Murtaugh and the two are introduced as new partners, their adhesion point. The fun and games of the first Lethal Weapon film is all about the opposites attract trope. In date one, there's a suicide jumper where Riggs goes up to confront this jumper. And without hesitating, Riggs latches on to this suicide jumper and jumps with him off the side of the building. They land in an inflatable cushion, which Riggs knew was there. 
But when Murtaugh gets his hand on Riggs, he starts yelling at Riggs, convinced that Riggs is trying to kill himself. And Murtaugh dares Riggs to just do it, putting a gun to its head. And Riggs takes that dare, leaving Murtaugh completely shook. On date two, they're continuing on with the murder investigation and they're starting to trust each other as they're gathering clues and they're showing that they can have each other's back when they're put in dangerous situations. By the time date three comes around, Murtaugh takes Riggs home to have family dinner. And later, Riggs shows Murtaugh the hollow point bullet that he's saving to commit suicide one day. When we get to the grand gesture of this buddy love story, this is when Riggs gives Murtaugh that hollow point bullet to show that he is a changed man. So that's how the men would do it. But as women, a great resource to take a look at is Gwen Hayes' Romancing the Beats, where you have the falling in love phase. These plot points start with an inkling that the relationship could work, where you as the writer want to attack the false belief that the characters believe about themselves. Maybe they believe they're not lovable. Maybe they believe they're not smart. Then you move on to the deepening of desire, where they act on their desire, their attraction to one another in a physical way, followed by the maybe this time beat, where the intimacy deepens. The falling in love phase of Gwen Hayes's romance beats ends with the midpoint of love, which I like to call the mirror moment. This is a glimpse of their whole heart. The the this is the glimpse of the lovers at the their highest bit of evolution, who they essentially are at their core. This is how they want to live, but it's a false high because they haven't earned it yet. You got to knock them down with a dark moment before they can earn that particular mirror moment where they start to retreat from love. I decided to categorize these dates, but this wasn't enough for me. <laughs> so I decided to categorize these dates even further, looking at them as obstacles. And if you remember, I believe that there's four types of obstacles. There's the antagonist, the physical obstruction, the inner psychological, and the mystic forces or the acts of God or nature. Remember, the antagonist is a is a person that lends clarity and power to the dramatic structure because their primary function is to oppose the protagonist. It doesn't mean that they're evil. It just means that they're going to be in the way because they don't agree what, what it is that the character is doing. With physical obstructions, they are material bearers standing in the way of the protagonist, like a river or desert or dead-end street. Anything that presents a substantial obstacle that is physically in front of the protagonist. When we go to inner and psychological problems, these are the in these are the opposite of the physical instructions because they're all internal. It's an emotional problem. It's an intellectual problem. It could be even a psychological problem that the protagonist has to overcome before they can achieve their goal. For example, they're dealing with pride or they're dealing with jealousy or they're not yet mature enough to actually achieve their goal. There's also mystic forces where there could be accidents or chance that are can be expressed as moral choices or ethical codes. They can be personified as gods or supernatural forces, which the characters have to contend with. All four of these can be an idea of a date where the hero and heroine are put together and they have to figure out how to navigate this particular obstacle. But as they do, as they start to navigate, they're getting to know one another. They're seeing their strengths, their weaknesses, who they are at their core and who they are, who they themselves want to become to be with this person. So as each date commences and the hero and the heroine are attempting to get to know one another, one of these obstacles should hit. It can be the same obstacle on each date. 
or it can be a different type of obstacle with each date until the dark moment knocks the couple back on their heels. So there you have it. Three dates and one disaster for your fun and games that can consist of one or more of these four different types of obstacles. If you're listening live in October, you can follow me for Preptober as I engage in this particular exercise while I plot my new steamy contemporary romance, which I plan to draft for November's NaNoWriMo. If you want a more in-depth exploration of pacing, try out my patient or pacing course, How to Write a Binge-Worthy Novel in 21 Days at AnnesseWrites.com forward slash PTP for patient or pacing. You can also read more breakdowns and chat with others on my free Substack at AnnesseWrites.substack.com. In the meantime, you guys, you go and you get them words. and I'll try to keep it together until the next time that we break it down. I'll see you then. Bye.